Welcome back to the Haircuts and Uppercuts podcast with me and Rob. How you doing, Rob? Yeah, good. Yourself? Yeah, man, all good. Bank holiday weekend and that. Yeah, good one. Yeah, lots of boxing on, so it was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, it's good, yeah. Um, lots of boxing. I'll spin it up north. Uh, Manchester and Liverpool, so that was good fun. Um, yeah, caught up with the boxing Sunday morning and this morning, so yeah. Um, busy weekend of boxing, wasn't it? And yeah. Interesting weekend of boxing. It was. D- Dave Allen's comeback. Yes. I think someone needs to tell him that the time in between fights is not a retirement. It's just time in between. Yeah. I'm, bless you. We all love Dave Allen, though, don't we? Um, yeah, we do. Yeah. You know, um, he, you know, if he can come back, I oh, know he, he doesn't win. Yeah, he's never going to be up there, is he? Fighting for world titles, etc. But the entertainment value from, from him is absolutely fantastic. So um, I'm very glad he's back. Me too. And I'm not going to lie. I do like Dave Allen. I know he's limited. and I know he is probably Nick Webb level at best kind of thing. I know he's beat Nick Webb, but, you know, you just think, like, would he win a British heavyweight title? Nah. Probably not. No, not with the likes of, you know, Dubois... Um, maybe, maybe a few years back. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. You know, and you've got um, David Adelaide coming through and Nathan Gorman. You know, I just... I think the heavyweight domestic scene... It's kind of moved... Yeah, it's, it's, moved, it's, it's moved, moved on, isn't it? It's, it's moving on from Dave Allen. Like he's, yeah, his period's gone now. But he, he knows what he is. And brilliant. But yeah, he's, he's entertaining. He, I, want, he, I want to see him fight Alan the Savage Babic. I, I do. I want to see that fight. Yeah, that would be. I mean, the, yeah, just a, the shit talking would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Just all <laughs> yeah. the shit that goes on. Yeah. Would, it'd be brilliant. It'd probably be a dull fight, but it would be brilliant at the same that, time. That's the thing, though, isn't it? People tune in to watch him. They, they always have, really. I mean, all right, not on the kind of pay per view level, but boxing fans tune in to watch him. They're tuning to watch press conferences, etc. So, fair play to him. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to say, say this now. If they do fight, I think Alan knocks him out. Uh, I don't know if he knocks him out. I think he wins, though. I think he knocks him out. Yeah. But you think about it, Ortiz couldn't knock Alan out. Dylan pe- White couldn't pe- knock yeah, David pe- Alan out. Yeah, people forget about that, don't they? And, He's been uh, in with. David Price. People forget that, you know... Not so long ago, really, people thought he'd beat Tyson Fury. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was ten years ago, but people yeah, it was a while ago. It. And he, you know, I mean, bless him, he had some, he had to fight some dopers, didn't he? Yeah, he had, <laughs> uh, he had to fight a couple of fighters backed by yeah. science. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, you're right though. Like, you know, Dave Adams fought that level against David Price. Um, he's fought good opponents. Don't think he beats any of them now. If he fought them, no. Well, um, he lost um, all them fights. I mean, like, he lost all of them, right? But um, you know, yeah. What yeah, the point is really is, is, is times pass. But you know, he's in there in the game still, making a few quid and entertaining, entertaining the public, right? So yeah, I do. I, I want to see him against um, Alan Bavage. I, I, I do want to see that fight, and I think it'd be hilarious. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, the build up would be brilliant, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, I think it's probably perfect for Eddie's back garden next summer. Do you reckon it will happen there? I don't. <laughs> yeah, of course it will. Yeah. Seven hundred pound a fucking ticket, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to sell many tickets, do you? No, no, <laughs> true. <laughs> but yeah, also, um, Jake Paul. I mean, you. Fair play to him. I mean, we all think he's an idiot, and he and he can't box. You know, he, he can't box, but he, look, he looks better. It's the best. He looks better. Yeah, so he far. looks better, but he's not. He's not fine boxers, is he? As, we, as we've gone over previous times, but to get tagged like he did in the fourth by a season fighter, Jake Paul isn't. Fair play to him. Mm. I mean, you can't. All right, let's be honest. He's pro- everyone's talking about him fighting Tommy Fury. I personally don't think Jake Paul will ever fight a professional boxer. I don't think he will. He never has. Don't think he will. Um, because of, he won't win. He just, there's just absolutely no way he would beat a professional boxer. Um, but to come a, to come through against a seasoned fighter, fair play to him. Yeah, I I, think... I mean, well, let's, let's look at Woodley's. You know, if fighting Invalises are in TFC, like Torrand Woodley has been abysmal for years, as Ben Askren was. <laughs> you know, so he's not fighting the the top of the top. Of course he's not. He's not yeah, going to be fighting the best. But at the same players. time, he's fighting people who are season fighters and he's not a season fighter. And you can only say, well done, really, can't you? I, I do think he's going to fight Tommy Fury next. I'm going to come on to Tommy Fury's uh, performance in a bit. But you know, it, just, it just makes sense, doesn't it, that they had Tommy Fury out there on the undercard and... You know, flew him over there. All the costs that they've been involved with that, especially with the COVID times. Yeah, you know and, I mean? and like obviously all the all the yeah have been talking, trash talking each other over now over the past six months, etc. <clears throat> There's a reason why he's on the undercard. Yeah, yeah of but, it but, is. but when they fight, you know, and Jake Balls does it, fair play to him. I don't think he wins, but fair play to him. No, do we even class Tommy Fury as a proper boxer though? Well, you have to, yeah. You, you have to, really. You, you have to. I mean, he's got the same record as other professional boxers. You classes, all right. He's not fought anyone of substantial name, but he has won professional bouts in convincing fashion. He looks shy on the weekend, though. He doesn't look great, yeah. But you know, he will be what if Jake Paul fights him. He will be what Jake Paul has not fought yet—a professional boxer. Yeah, a, pro- a professional you know, boxer, a proper and fighter. that can't be ignored. But Just, um, if he does part it, of me is thinking though, like, was Tommy Fury, you know, treating it kind of like a glorified sparring session? Just it's a weird one with Tommy Fury, yeah. Because I kind of think, you know, we talk about this for the podcast, and um, you know, I don't think Tommy Fury would ever. Re- reach the hearts of his brother Totten, which let's be honest, that's going to be difficult for a lot well, of boxers to achieve. Not many boxers reach that. Yeah, but I mean, will he stick to this pool of celebrity fighting? Because he could, let's be honest, he's probably going to make more money out of it. He probably would do, make a fortune. You know, and, and, and he's got the Fury name, and why not? You know, why not? He's, he's already dibbed into that celebrity lifestyle doing the Love Island thing. And made probably ten times more money, more money than he's ever made out of boxing. So I can see why he would be attracted to this celebrity pool of fighting. I, I could understand if he'd 
as a boxing fan, I can't understand it, but as you know, money in making money and putting his name out because he's probably known in the states now, just through the yeah. weekend, and and he he wasn't known out there beforehand at all. No, obviously everyone who is a, a boxing fan, unfortunately now knows who Jake Paul is, but the uh, the reach of them Paul brothers, like you look at their. Their YouTube views and they're selling out fucking arenas for God's sake to kids. Let's be honest, every every teenager in the states who follows Jake Logan now know Tommy Fury is. Let's be honest, everyone we knew we know, but everyone listening to this podcast woke up this morning and checked their phone for the result. Of course, guarantee you, guarantee you, they done that. Yeah, because they'd have woke up Monday morning and gone, please tell me Tyrone Woodley knocked that blonde head cunt out. Yeah, yeah, but you know th- he's bringing in people, isn't he? He is, yeah, he is. And whether all right, all right, it's not the um, sort of sort of boxer we like, and it's sort of the purest of boxing, but you, you, you just can't complain about it, really, can you? No, he's doing right. well, he, and and, he, and and he's winning. That's you know, he's winning fights, and yeah, and and getting better. Every fight. Yeah, that right. was a weird thing, wasn't it? Uh, he actually, yeah. he actually looked. I wouldn't say half decent, but he looked like he's learning. And I mean, I was, not like, like, it was thing half decent, but like from some, from two like you've boxed, I haven't, but I've watched it a long time. You've watched it your whole life. All right, if he went in against some of the guys we've had in the podcast, he'd get absolutely annihilated. Yeah, of course he would. But as someone, we can appreciate that he's picked this sport up for what? How many years? A couple of years? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's improved. <laughs> you know, he's picking it up a bit. He's probably the most successful everyday man. Yeah. Like, in the boxing world. Definitely. To be fair, all these people want to sit and slag him off and say he's taking opportunities away from real fighters. Well, if he starts giving real fighters opportunities, you watch him queue up. Well, that's where we kind of... We discussed this before, didn't we? And I think it'd be a great move if um, they put kind of your small wolf fighters on his shows as undercards. Not to fight him, obviously, but because, you know, he's he's not going to fight people like that. But um to have them on there just to, you know, what a way to expose small small hall boxers to the rest of the United Kingdom or the world. And I think it's an opportunity someone out there's got to take. Because yeah. it it'll blow up and it'd be great. It, it will be good for for small wool boxers if they go that route with it. Like a guy, I mean, I could, like, you know, um, yeah, that, that could bring opportunities for small hall fighters. They could maybe be on one card in the States or God knows where, right? They could make more money than they've made out of 10 fights small hall. It'd be great for them. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe that's true. a route, maybe that's a route someone should look down. Um, obviously, I'm not a boxing promoter or businessman, so I wouldn't, I'm really talking nonsense here, but I don't know. I think it'd be great for, it'd be a good idea. No, but I think a lot of these. Small hall or smaller hall boxes, basically boxes that aren't on BT or the zone. They need to they need to realise that there is a massive, massive void in Sky Sports now. And Sky Sports will never work with one single promoter ever again. And because of what's happened. Yeah, because Eddie Hearn yeah. kind of he became bigger than Sky Sports boxing. Eddie Hearn was Sky Sports Boxing without him, they were up shit creek about a battle. So what they need to do now is look at themselves, look at their careers and go, right, I'm smashing it in the gym, 
I'm not getting many fights. I'm getting four fights a year at most. I sell a decent amount of tickets. I'm posting on social media that I'm working out daily. All right, well, use your social media platform to build something up. You know, like if Ryan Garcia can do it, anyone can. Because, you know, you could use Conor Ben as an example, but because of who his dad is, it's a bit unfair to use him as an example. Because same as, you know, Ricky Hattinson Campbell, he's been shoved in the limelight from the moment he turned pro. But if these smaller hall boxers, if they want to be picked up and end up on a Sky show, even as an away fighter, they need to start shouting on social media. They need to start getting people to hear them and see them. And then, you know, they could be picked to go fight on one of these stupid YouTube undercards and make shitloads of money and have huge exposure. Yeah, you're right. And that's really, like, really emphasising the point how much social media is big. I mean, Josh Goodman, I know we're not a big platform, but we're sponsoring his up-and-coming fight. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's just through you and him connecting on social media. Yeah. Yeah, Um, and just sat... I've got people who follow me who don't like boxing. They've probably followed him. They'll probably keep an eye on his career now. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? And I'm, you know, and and that's the beauty of social media, really. Yeah, of course it is. And 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 Josh, uh, you were going to get him on the podcast before his fight, and we'll be down at his fight, and we'll be interviewing afterwards and that. But where I think Josh succeeds with his social media, I'm just getting him up now, so I want to. Um, make sure I get it right, right? So he's only had two professional fights and he's got over 8,000 followers already, which isn't a huge amount of followers, but he's had two fights. Them two fights he had, wouldn't, the, the venues wouldn't have even held 8,000 people. Yeah. So you think, uh, you know, he's using his social media platform very well. He's engaging with people and let's just say 8,000 people, you, you keep working next year, that could be 16,000, and then it snowballs and snowballs. And before you know it, that's people tuning in to watching you on TV. That equals money. He connects well, doesn't he? With, um, I'm guessing he connects very well with his photos. I've had a couple of messages off him. You know? Yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, you know, do you know what I mean? And like, just having that social media connection, that will help a lot. Gully's another example. Yeah, yeah, gully. You know what I mean? Just, he's yeah. But yeah, so as much as we want to slag off Jake Paul, basically what we're trying to say is the game's changing. The game's the game, changing. The game's changing. And you, you, that you have to be your your biggest promoter has to be yourself. Yeah. I mean, also having a bit of a kind of backup helps, isn't it? Like got on the good sides of Eddie Hearn or haircuts and uppercuts and yeah um, obviously <laughs> we'll push it to limelight but pardon we have to turn down sponsoring Pacquiao for his last fight yeah that was um, I mean that was a good message to Pacquiao where it's about time to finally hang the gloves up and and he did but um, what a great career yeah it's, you know you just think like Eight-weight world champion. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, you know, people are going, uh, and 
all right, it's about time for him to hold his gloves up. People forget not that long ago he beat Keith Furman convincingly to win a world title. For me, in my eyes at that point, Keith Furman was the main, you know, he was going to beat the Sean Paul's, he was going to beat all of them lot. And then he lost to Pacquiao. <laughs> you know, um, madness. And that, that shows how good Pacquiao is to do that to Keith Furman at that age. And, and that's really had a huge knock on effect on Keith Furman's career. Um, but Pacquiao was great. I mean, the, the one regret being a Pacquiao fan was we didn't get to see him fight Mayweather when he should have fought Mayweather. And that was completely down to Mayweather. Yeah, but you see, I, I used to think that. But you can't say he should have fought Mayweather early because he wasn't in his prime. When after losing to Mayweather, he went on to win. World no, I know, I know, but yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But come on, when you know, in the days when Pacquiao was knocking out Ricky Hatton in the second round. Oh yeah, that, 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 I mean, that was a unbeatable Pacquiao, and Mayweather didn't want any of it. We you both know, had that. Man. No, I don't. But to brag as much as he does, you take the fight right, and yeah. <laughs> you know, Do I mean, you... I, 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 that's going to be one regret of that era. You know, the fight of the century ended up being the bore of the century because it was five years too late. And that's the one stain on Pacquiao and Mayweather's career for me. But apart from that, Pacquiao um, well, and Mayweather, obviously, fantastic fighters. I hope they will I... live long in the history books. I hope AJ and Fury don't follow that route. If that fight doesn't happen within the next 12 months, I'll give up on boxing. Oh, that's boxing, isn't it? Unfortunately, like a boxer reminds me of football agents in football. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's... But just no, give get, us no, AJ Fury at Wembley next summer. Done. Mm. Bin the belts if you have to. Fuck the belts off. No one gives a shit about them anyway. Charles Martin's a mandatory for the IBF. Who wants to watch that fight? WBA have got 17 world fucking champions. And IBO, no one gives a shit about them. WBC haven't called a mandatory in 4,000 years. Mm. It's like, all right, cool. Like, what you left with then, the WBO? Well, who's mandatory for WBO? Alexander Usyk, then Joe Joyce. That's the thing, though, isn't it? I mean, it would have been an all-British, all-conquering, all all the belts, unified. And who didn't want it? The Americans. Who put the plug in it? The WBC. Yeah, just been the it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a WBC put the plug in it. The Americans didn't want it. The Americans are so sorry if we got any American listeners here, but they're so um they're so up themselves that I think a British fighter can't be undisputed. And uh, uh, Josh Taylor's got no coverage, is he? <laughs> you know, no, but they're, they're so up themselves. And, and Bernard Hopkins and um, Roy Jones Jr. were until Calzaghe went over there and done him. Um, and yeah. The Americans didn't want Joshua Fury to happen. I'd done everything I could to stop it, and I stopped it. I just think they need to bin the belts, fight for the Ring magazine, and that's it. Because let's face it, Ring magazine—that's a big belt. one, isn't it? For me, that's you're, a, you're, you're you are the world champion if you have that. If you hold yeah. that belt, yeah, you're number one. I mean, because you can only win it by winning it basically off. The you, have to, you, you have to beat the man. You have to beat the man. Beat yeah. the man. Who beat the man? Who beat the man to hold that title? All the way back to John L. Sullivan days. Exactly. Yeah. But um, that shows, doesn't it? You know, when Klitschko was it when that little period when Klitschko retired? No, sorry, not when Klitschko retired. When Fury went off the rails for a bit, and yeah. they can't. The Ring Magazine belt was just halted, voided because it was, and they only bought it back for the Deontay Wilder fight because 
He was the last man told it. He was the man who beat the man. Now, let's see who can win the ring magazine. And I'm sure it'll be there if when Fury fights Joshua, if it happens. Yeah, <laughs> so. well, it's, it's got to happen. And, you know, if Eddie needs to bring out some DAZN silver spoon pearl necklace belt and spin the rest of them off, he should do it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it'd be great to go that way, but obviously I think we can both appreciate how powerful the um, the organisation bodies are. Yeah, I don't, you see, look, I, I agree with area title belts, English title belt, British, Commonwealth and European belts. I, I agree with all them because that's, they're, they're tick boxes. Do you know hmm. what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. But then when you get to like, your WBC world champion, your WBC franchise world champion, and then if WBA you've got you've got regular champion, super champion, then you've got interim champion, champion in recess, but they've got Manuel Char, Bryant Jennings, AJ. Like, how many world champions do they need? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's just. It's handing out titles for the sake of handing out titles, isn't yeah. it, really? and the WBO have a European belt. It's like, well, it's, you're not a European champion. You've got to have the EBU belt for European champion, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, the belt, I mean, the belts, the belts have been a big problem in um in boxing for a while. And fair play to the UFC, actually, because they did bring in interim belts, but they're very particular on when they use them and when they do bring them in. Yeah, but they use interim belts properly for when the champion is injured. That's what I mean, yeah. You know, if... It, for example, if someone hasn't, f- good example, McGregor v. Mendes, right? He's meant to fight Aldo for the bell. Aldo got injured, but he hadn't fought in 18 months. So the UFC thought, well, the guy who you're meant to be facing has fought four times this past year, interim title. That yeah. makes sense, <laughs> you know. But yeah, they've but only, I think they've only used it two or three times since that. The interim, techni- like the dictionary definition of interim pretty much is. Just for a you, little bit. You're looking after it. Yeah. You're polishing it for when the champ comes back, right? And and and, and that work well, that works well in the UFC. Anyone who's held an interim belt has gone on to fight a champion unless they've in Tony Ferguson Khabib case, they were both injured at some point between the five matchups they're meant to have and it never happened. Yeah. But it, it's used correctly in that sport. Whereas I think in boxing they're just throwing belts left, right, and centre all over the place. And it's a bit silly, really, isn't it? And fights that happen because oh, he's um he's mandatory for the baby bell trophy. It's like oh right, okay, what, what is that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And and then ne- next we'll be having like YouTube World Champion belts and that. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's coming. That is definitely coming, isn't it? All the haircuts and uppercuts, interim world unified champion. Which makes yeah. no sense at all. So. It doesn't. <laughs> but who cares? Exactly. We'll we make money make off it. We'll, we'll make money off it. So. Yeah. That's all these belts are. They're just money making. You know, a lot of fans don't realise that, that, you know, these sanctioned bodies take a percentage of a fighter's purse to fight for some bullshit belt. You can't think, don't you, really? Like, you see some fighters who haven't got the biggest like, media pool. Probably don't want to win a belt, do they? Because the amount of money they they lose from having it is, you know, the fees have to pay out. Yeah, it's madness. So and when you got you know, and when you got belts flying everywhere, you know, all right, if you win the WBC World Heavyweight Title or the Middleweight Title, 
you win the WBC world champion. All right, the cream of the crop comes with that as such. The you reap the rewards of that. You get the you get your name in the lights on the billboards. But if you're the WBC interim champion or recess champion, as you say, right? Um, what the fuck do you get from that? Nothing. Just a bill. Just a big sanctioning fee. What you have to pay. So you know, it's kind of yeah. I mean, I have a lot of thank you. No, don't want that. I'll wait for the real one. <laughs> <laughs> Which will never happen to me. But <laughs> no, but yeah, um, talking about real boxing, though, they, uh, the small hall shows are back. Steve Goodwin's back. Um, Shamrock are back. You know, it seems, seems like life is going back to normal. Have you, so, got any line, have you got any lined up you're going to apart from um, Josh's fight? Yeah, well, yeah, we've got September the 25th at the Bedford Corn Exchange um, with uh, Josh Goodin. And Brad Pauls is fighting at the Plymouth um, Guild Hall on October the 16th. So oh, you, you confused me there because you said we were going to Cornwall when Plymouth is actually in Devon. So that's why I got confused. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, we're going to that as well, which will be um, 16th of October. And that's going to be Brad's last fight on an untelevised, um, untelevised event. Yeah. Yeah, because af- after be that, he, he's going to be fighting on uh, Sky Sports and the Wasserman Boxing Shows. Oh, he's on to them. Brilliant. Yeah, so... Yeah, it should, should be good fun because we're going to have, you know, a couple of uh, small shows to go to. We've got September 11th at York Hall as well. You know, so all these people that can't get tickets to go watch an Eddie Earn show because all these scumbags buy them and resell them. Yeah, that was a bit. We should really touch on that, actually. The, yeah, um... you can get a £40 ticket, go, go to York Hall and have a great night. Yeah, I mean, like, and I'll just, I'll, I'll, yeah. This is my one kind of thing I don't like about Eddie Hearn, Matchroom, the zone. Um, it's probably got nothing to do with the zone, but um, you know, we've had it before trying to get ticks for fights, and Eddie Hearn comes out with the same chestnuts. Oh, um, there's no legislation against it. Well, why don't you argue it for it then? <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's no legislation against touting, sorry. So, with AJU sick, the tickets went, went on sale and I was sold out of in a ridiculous time. You go online two minutes later, and forty pound tickets being sold six hundred quid. Um, the promotions know this is happening. I know this has been happening for years and years and years, but they are reluctant to do anything about it. You see, um, I I understand where you're coming from as a consumer. Like, it is annoying as hell. Like, it really does my head in because, you know, if I can't buy a ticket to go watch an event I want to watch. Because some scumbag is making five hundred and sixty pound profit per ticket, that pisses me off massively. But unless this, the government do something, it's always going to happen. Yeah, but, but I mean, the, you know, the it, promoters it, could it, still you, do something like maximum of four tickets only. Exactly. Um, I mean, it's like you know, other sports like music venues sort of have legislation against it, which they pushed for. Football has it which they push for. Boxing's never pushed for it. So, mm. I mean, sorry, but if Eddie Earn cared about the fucking fans, it'd, um, it'd be 
he would be pushing for it, and he's powerful enough to. Let's be honest. He's, yeah, and like, surely it must piss him off that someone is oh, selling tickets to his events and making a fortune. But if, if I remember, this was happening. We tried to get a ticket for um, well, when we trying to get to Fox Goes too. How long ago was that? Oh, ages. We got them though, didn't we? We got them. Yeah, we just about got them, but we were lucky to. And I know people who paid through the bloody roof for them. And so it was happening that long ago. So he's obviously not too worried about it, is he? No, you, you'd think that there'd, there'd be something by now. Do you know what I mean? Like It's bad. It's really bad. It's bad for the sport and it's bad for people who want to get into the sport. But again, as you, to back up your statement beforehand, um, the small hall shows go to them. You know, they're, they're brilliant. They're... they're they're cheap, you get your money's worth. It's yeah, and a lot, a lot of these fighters haven't earned a penny through boxing yeah. in nearly two years. They need yeah. they need your support. So and uh, and and I tell you what, I give you you get the best matchup fights, there's some great fights, people you never heard. I mean, I've gone along to a couple before and I've ended up following the fighters throughout the whole career. They've not gone on to big things, but you just follow them because you oh, I remember that fight at York Hall and I love watching them, so you follow them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. One like Wadi Camacho. Exactly. Yeah, Wadi Camacho. I mean, but that was Wadi Camacho, you know. Right. All right. He got on a couple of matchroom cards, didn't he? I forget what. I think was he. I think he was signed by matchroom for a little bit, but um, yeah, we got his chance on air. Didn't really take it, but fought again. But we we saw him at Prize Fighter. One of the first things Scott ever went to together, actually, and um, and he won that, and we just found his career, and we went and watched him around the country, and um. Well, I didn't go to Dizzy Hearts Boxing, but it was a fun journey as a fan. That's what boxing's all about. That's what proper yeah. boxing's all about, isn't it? So, it is. You know, not everyone's going to be AJ Fury, do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Um, not everyone's yeah. going to be Kel Brook, baby. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's going to happen, isn't it, I reckon? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll have any trouble with them to get being fucking caught by touts. <laughs> Who do you reckon wins that? It's I tough don't, one, isn't it, actually? I don't like, even care anymore. Yeah. Again, isn't it? Should yeah. have happened years ago, but... Five years ago, I would have took Khan's head off. I, no, I think Khan's like... I think Khan is an unbelievable boxer. I, same. Is, I don't, is I don't, think, I don't think Brit... I don't think, Brit lands out, I don't think Brit lands out on him. But I think... It's a question, is it? Do, does Brit land... Does Not he land it? No, five years ago he would have. That's what I was referring to, actually. Five years ago, I, I don't think Brooke in his prime would land in that on Khan. I think he would have, but not. I mean, now. just look at you look at the people who's, who's, who Khan's been knocked out by. They're all pretty all right. Breeders Prescott at the beginning of his career. Prescott went on to do quite well. He got knocked out by Garcia. I'm not a fan of Garcia, but he held a belt for a long time. Um, and Canelo, I think he's the only man I've seen apart from Billy Joe Saunders really give Canelo big problems. Yeah, but and then he got caught. But you know, he's 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 been knocked out by very good fighters. Yeah, Marcus Madonna made him do the chicken dance a few times, but he beat. But him he only beat Madonna, didn't he? And he did. you know, this is a Madonna who people say I don't think he did, but arguably beat Mayweather. Yeah, they they were you know and and, and battered Adrian and battered Adrian Broner, which was probably the best fight ever. <laughs> yeah, it was great. That was to be fair. <laughs> that was one of the best. That's best my favorite part. That's one of my favorite parts of all time. Yeah. 
fucking brilliant. Sort of humping each other in the corners. Brilliant. I've just seen a tweet come out, by the way, that um, Yoel Romero wants to fight Jake Paul. Yeah, I told I mean, you, everyone, everyone will come out the yeah. woodworks to fight him. They know it's big money, and let's face it, it's it's easy money as well. Yeah. Because if you if you lose, you're just going to say you got robbed anyway. Oh, certainly, yeah. And you're not really going to get hurt, are you? It's not like he's got Canelo power, is it? Never know, Luke. He's getting, he's getting good at boxing now, isn't he? Oh, oh, yeah. He might, he might have a Mark Tyson uppercut in him somewhere. Let's let's watch him have a fight against a real motherfucker like Conor Ben. Yeah, I mean he's 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 gonna take over the states, isn't he? Unless it yeah. goes drastically wrong, like AJ did against Ruiz. <laughs> you know I mean, unless that happens, he's like, he's you, gonna be. Do you imagine though if if Jake Paul got mouthy to Conor Ben? Nah, Jake, that's Tony. I've been crushing it in the gym. I'll smash you up, you fucking yank. Yeah, I mean, Conor Ben is just constantly angry, isn't he? Oh, mate, he's like... <laughs> I love him, he's great. Yeah, no, I'm on the I'm on the train now. Um, but, you know, look, I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys seen, but he's been up on the billboards advertisement of the zone in Times Square in New York. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. Con- Conor Ben is... Wait till the Joshua's and the Furies of his worlds go. He's going to be the next big boxing superstar. Unless... Something drastically bad happens to him, but I think he can compete with the best of the best. I really do. In a couple of years, I think he can, yeah. Yeah. Give it a year or so, I think. And then, you know, a lot of people forget that AJ and Fury are coming to the end of their careers. Exactly, yeah. I mean, especially with Conor Ben, right? So I like, look at the guys in that division, all right, a lot of them ain't fought outside of states. Again, I'm going to go back to my comment I made earlier. They're very arrogant. Um, Conor Ben can cause big fucking problems for a lot of them big fighters in that division. Yeah, it should be interesting to see what goes on with if uh, boxing moving forward now the new season started. It's, you know, it started great on a uh, zone, three weekends back to back, and then it's gone a bit quiet. Well, we got Warren and um, Warren's rematch. That's soon, isn't it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And um, that's going to be a very interesting fight. That was our first ever podcast as well. The preview for what, that, wasn't it? Yeah, but that was Scott. Yeah, Scott guessed. Um, he said by knockout, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Jammy kit, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that might be an interesting fight. Um, I don't know. Just, I mean, he took such a fucking pace off the bloke. I mean, he 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 done him, didn't he? So um, I'm I'm gonna rewatch that fight straight after this podcast. It was fucking brilliant that fight. Yeah, I mean Warren and you know, all right, a lot like Warren, but for me, I, I still can't believe he beat Frampton. I mean, what was Frampton doing? But I think Frampton's probably was a bit past it by that point. But yeah, but the thing is, you like you you love Frampton just as much as you hate Terence Crawford. Yeah, true. Yeah, but I can admit that Terence. I can admit that. I can admit it. No, Terrence I can admit that. I can admit that Frampton. Was great and isn't now. Whereas Terence Crawford fans think he's the best thing, thing since sliced fucking bread, which he's not. <laughs> Crawford's the best thing since Roy Jones Jr. Mate, we are about. Give me a fucking break. I, I guarantee Jake pulled on more pay per views than him. Actually, he probably did. To be there fair, there you go. <laughs> Conversation over. <laughs> There's probably more boxing fans that know Jake Paul as that know fucking Crawford is. Yeah. No. Even Crawford can't even. 
We should find a Ugas guy. No, I think Ugas will beat him. Hopefully. That's me hoping. I'll be hoping for many years. I'm <laughs> 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 no, just not a fan. Not a fan. But yeah. Right, wicked. Right. Thanks for listening, guys. And hopefully it won't be three weeks we'll do the next one. But it's been summer holidays and we've all been on holiday. Yeah, we have, technically. Do you call Liverpool a holiday? Or... <laughs> well, well, you didn't get stabbed, so... I didn't get ferry across the Mersey either, so... Did, did you get home safe to your wife and kids? <laughs> nah, I didn't go to the bottle soon. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, Cougs. Oh, oh, right. Brilliant. See you later. Right, wicked. Thanks very much, Rob. See you later. Okay, mate. Bye.